people are just going to turn you off because there's just so much noise on the internet, on the social media that, you know, everybody is getting fed up with some of the platforms. And so without being very clear about what is it that you're offering, what is it that you want to give people, what kind of value you, you're giving to them, you know, it's going to be really, really difficult for people to pay attention to you. You're listening to Real Marketing Real Fast, the only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted, insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting-edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now, here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau. Well, welcome back. Listeners, another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Today in studio, uh, all the way from Singapore, I've got Melvin Tan joining me in studio. Now, Melvin and I connected on LinkedIn uh, quite a while ago. He had reached out to me and uh, we subsequently set up a phone call and had a just an amazing conversation. And I was so impressed with how smart and how giving uh, Melvin was. Said, you've got to get uh, my podcast into your schedule and we've got to get you on the show. So after months of uh, trying to get our schedules to align, uh, Melvin's going to be here to share with us today. And just want to give you a little bit of background on Melvin. I mean, Melvin is someone who has uh, all the technical and all the education behind him, but he also puts in the work. He rolled up his sleeve. So before he started consulting and helping people with their business strategy and their marketing strategy on LinkedIn, he spent an entire year, produced 184 videos in, in 2018 after doing two months of research. So two months of research, then 184 videos, I think makes him more than qualified to share with us today. So I'd like you to uh, welcome uh, Melvin Tan from Affinity Media to the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast today. Well, hey, uh, Melvin, I'm super excited to host you today on the Real Marketing Real Fast podcast. So welcome. Thank you very much, Doc. Uh, it's a pleasure. I mean, uh, it took us a while to set this up. So I'm really, really privileged to be speaking with you right now. Well, I mean, the, the way that we started speaking was quite interesting. I mean, because you are a very giving person. I mean, you reached out to me on LinkedIn and I often talk about why social media doesn't work. It's because people are being social and you're just the opposite. And when we connected and then we had this great conversation after we connected. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that was that was a way I know social to be. So, you know, it's beyond just having another connection. So I really, really like to reach out to as many people as I humanly can possible, possibly do that. You know, sometimes it's just not possible because I'm on the other side of the world. So, you know, time difference and all that creates a little bit of a challenge here. Well, you do. I mean, you are on the other side of the world, but you're in a beautiful place. It is. <laughs> so... Now, so why don't we just dive in? Do you want to give our listeners a little bit of background on kind of what, what you do? I mean, we connected on LinkedIn and that seems to be one of your many superpowers. So I just want to share with our listeners kind of um, you know who you are, what you're working on. Right. So, well, it depends on how far back we go. I, I'll take it all the way to you know, 20, uh, two, 2002. So 2002 was when I decided to start out on my own being a independent consultant for small and mid-sized uh, businesses here in Singapore. And primarily what I do is I actually advise the small businesses how to write a business plan so that they could use that business plan to either raise funds through equity or debt. 
And that was pretty much what I did for like two years before I pivoted and went into consulting for schools. And so when I talk about schools here in Singapore, they are public schools. And so our schools here runs like a corporate. In other words, you know, every school has got a vision, mission, values, and they have KPIs and they have goals. And teachers being teachers, right? That's not something that they were taught when they went to school and, you know, to be trained as a teacher. So I come in and I basically help them with that. Fast forward, um, 14 years later, I, I, I had a good run. I worked with many of the schools here. And, you know, 14 years later, I decided that I wanted to do something different. And the trigger was basically my daughter, who is my second child. So when she was born, I decided that you know, I want to make sure that I want to be around for her when um, she needs me. And so two things I did. One was that I quit smoking. And, and that's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. After smoking for more than 20 over years, I quit smoking just like that. And the other thing that I did was that I decided that what I was doing was basically trading time for money because being a consultant, you have to be there to do the work. And so I look for other other ways to make a, to earn an income. So, you know, I heard all these nice things about how you can make money on the internet. And I say, hmm, I don't think it's so difficult. So let me try and figure that out. Now, it turns out it was more difficult than, uh, than what I thought it would be. And, you know, after listening to many, many episodes of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, uh, podcast, I decided that, you know, I, I just have to do something that it's, that is different. And so that's when I went back to being really, really self-aware of what I'm good at. And I found that what I'm good at was videos. And so that's when I went into uh, LinkedIn because at a point in time, LinkedIn just launched their, their native video function. So I went to LinkedIn and I decided to, to make a video almost every day. And like they say, the rest is history because you know I invested the entire 2018 in making a total of 184 videos. And in those videos, primarily my main focus was how could I make a video that people want to invest time in to watch and that can help their business. So that was the primary question I have for myself every time. So I guess my ability to, to reach that level on LinkedIn was primarily because I decided that the focus was not on me, the focus was on the audience. And I think that's really what makes the difference between, you know, 2018 and the, the, the previous years that I've tried to do so many things and it didn't work. That's amazing. So I just don't want to gloss over that. So you spent 2018 and you, and you recorded and shared 184 videos. That's right. That's amazing. That's right. Well, and what's interesting is, you know, I'm listening to you say 2018. So you did that last year and how many videos. And I saw a picture of you with Gary V, which must have been really cool to meet him. My wife and I had a chance to meet him when he was in Vancouver. We did, uh, we bought tickets for a dinner that he was uh, speaking at. And he's all over LinkedIn and video, LinkedIn and video now. But just, it seems like just the last six months. So maybe, maybe he was watching you and he picked up some tips. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know, but the truth was, uh, you know, I, I've been listening to Gary Vaynerchuk for a while. And one of the things that I made a promise to myself was that, you know, if, if I hear him say a particular platform three times, I would, you know, I would for sure want to check it out. And because when I, when I was 
listening to all his content previously, you know, he has been talking about Snapchat and Instagram or that all that stuff. But I've never heard him talk about LinkedIn. Yeah, no, I've I've heard him I've heard him talking about LinkedIn yeah. recently. I mean, because he I see him on Twitter pushing it. Yeah, but okay, yeah. so you hadn't heard him talking about LinkedIn. Yeah, so that was like in 2017. I I have not heard him talked about LinkedIn, and so when he came to Singapore, and that's how I got the the picture with him. So when he came to Singapore, he talked about LinkedIn, and you know, subsequently he spoke about LinkedIn two more times, and that was when I decided that hey, that is a platform that I need to check it out because you know. If you ask most people, they say that, yeah, I have a LinkedIn account. You know, I just put out my resume and I look for jobs on LinkedIn. But to think of LinkedIn as a place that you create content and you get people to pay attention to what you have to say and through that whole process itself to to build relationship and as well as to turn some of them into clients, you know, it's it's unheard of, right? As recent as 2017. So so I thought the, the platform was really interesting because it was... Uh, it, in the last couple of years or or 18 months or so, I think LinkedIn has changed dramatically. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think the conversation right now is that LinkedIn uh, and opportunities on LinkedIn now is where Facebook was like five years ago. So there's an opportunity to get in there while the platform has been around for a while is maturing and you're seeing, like you said, more, more uh, multimedia. Yeah. So I want to go back to something you said. You said that when you started creating content, that you wanted to focus on content that would be um, engaging and serve your audience. So do you want to expand a little bit on that? Yeah. So when I first started creating content, I started on YouTube. And what I wanted to show on YouTube was, you know, because at a point in time, it kind of coincides with that one year sabbatical that I took with my family. So we took like, we took a year off and we decided to travel with my two kids. So we spent six months in Europe and six months in the US. And during that time, one of the one of the things that I really wanted to do was to kind of document the, the entire travel journey of my family. And so the video was like, I mean, it was fun for me to watch, but for someone else to watch it, I don't think it's going to be as much entertaining, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah so, I mean... And, and and it didn't get much traction. And and over time, what I did learn is that, you know, at the end of the day, if someone's going to invest their time into watching or paying attention to what you have to say, there has to be something for them. Right. Right. So, so unless it's going to help them solve a problem or to help them save money or save time, be more awesome, you know, it's, it's got to do one of these things. Otherwise, people are just going to turn you off because there's just so much noise on the internet, on the social media that, you know, everybody is getting fed up with some of the platforms. And so without being very clear about what is it that you're offering, what is it that you want to give people, what kind of value you, you're giving to them, you know, it's going to be really, really difficult for people to pay attention to you. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you're so true. I mean, it's so true. And and there is, you know, more and more noise on, on LinkedIn as well. And to, you know, as we're both fans of Gary Vee, he says, you know, the, there's all these platforms out there and they work really well until marketers come along and ruin them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm looking at a LinkedIn message I got today that came in about uh, 5.58 a.m. And I had one that come in that came in. Um, well, actually, I got two today and I had two from the same person yesterday and they are offering prospecting at scale on LinkedIn. I'm thinking, dude, whoever's doing your stuff is reposting and cutting the same stuff and sending it to me over and over again. Yep. And there's no, there's nothing there other than, hey, it's a brief introduction. I can help you click here. 
So do you want to share maybe some very, you know, a specific example? Because I'm really intrigued with what you said. You said that you, you, you know, did these 184 videos and you want to see what people were engaging with. Mm -hmm. So what was your learning there? What did you learn um, that people engage with in terms of your content? So I think on the, on LinkedIn, what I, what I did was I actually did two months. I actually sat down and took two months of research before I guess, before I started making the video. So the process that I went through was basically this. So the, so the first thing was, I have certain keywords that, you know, I think are my superpowers or my skills, right? Something that I can offer. So I decided that I type in those keywords into LinkedIn and see what comes out. And so once I put in those keywords, I look at what are the content that comes up. And, and then I look at which content are the ones that kind of resonate, resonate more with people. So you get more engagement, more likes, more comments. I pay attention to those type of content. And after doing that research for about two months, I kind of realized that there are three types of content or, or message that people generally pay more attention to and it resonates with them. So the first one, it's basically about mindset. People love you know, content about mindset, whether it's a shift in terms of perspective or, you know, this whole idea about growth mindset. People just love it because a lot of time, you know, it's like you, you can't read the label from from the inside of the jar, right? So yeah. so sometimes you need someone to to kind of give you that different perspective. And sometimes that perspective means that you would have to, you know, unlock or replace what you used to believe with something else now, which can be very hard for certain people, right? So the mindset part really works very, very well. So that's one type of message. The second type of message is, of course, you know, how you can help people grow their business. So whether it's in the form of a marketing strategy or content strategy or pricing strategy, whatever the case may be. So, you know, as long as it's about strategy to help people grow their business, that's something that people want to pay attention to. And, and then the third thing that I found was that once you become known on the platform and people kind of know you, you know, you're not like someone new. Once people know you, then the third type of uh, content that do, does really, really well is the type of content where you share with people some insights or you give them a peek into your personal life. So... Here's the thing where it's a little bit of irony, right? People say that, well, on LinkedIn, you know, shouldn't you be talking about professional stuff and not personal stuff? And in fact, there's one video that I talked about that you should talk about personal stuff, but of course not like what I add, you know, where I where I go shopping today, not not that kind of stuff, but <laughs> yeah. personal stuff. But at the end of the day, you must be able to relate back to a business principles or a learning that can be applied in the professional context itself. Yeah, that makes so, sense. Yeah, so those, so so I spent two months, you know, doing the research, looking at what kind of content does well. So that's that's one of the things. The other thing that I did was I, you know, after looking at all this content, you start noticing that there are certain people that that whose content tend to resonate better with other people. Right, so these people could be like the influencers, for example, people who are a little bit more popular on the platform. And so, so when I started, the the main strategy was really, you know, now I know what kind of content to create. And the other part is that I also know that I should be 
engaging with the content of these people who has got a huge following. Right. So when you do that, you know, inevitably, I mean, if you leave a thoughtful comment or you start a conversation or you ask really, really good questions, that's where the, that, part, that person will start paying attention to you. And over time, that's how you kind of build that relationship, you know, with that person and, and, and you can then take it to the next level. Well, what's interesting is I think with both those comments that you've mentioned in terms of building, you know, first of all, building um, relationships with the influencers, you said over time. And before that, you said I did two months of research. Mm. And to me, that's that's like, wow, that's a ton. That's a ton of research. But, you know, I, I have looked at your background and your resume and what you've done. So you've got the analytical and business skills and the knowledge to do that. So you know, listeners, what I think what I'm hearing is that this isn't, you know, you don't just fire up your camera today with nothing to say and just go live and have a conversation. I mean, it takes a little bit of planning because, you know, you have a goal as a business owner mm-hmm. and that's to, at the end of the day, at some point, drive revenue from that. Absolutely. So before you do anything, you need to have that plan in place of, you know, who am I going to target? What am I going to say? What are they interested? What problems am I going to solve? How am I going to make their life better? And that takes a little bit of planning. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so you know, in in that sense, that that whole advice about just get started, you know, just 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 start, you know, just do something. I think to a certain extent, yes, but to a certain extent, no, because if you keep thinking about, oh, do I have the right gear? Do I have? It's my it's my hair good, you know. I mean, if you if you pay attention to all those things, then you will never get yeah. started, right? So yeah. just start. But the other thing is, I think you also need to put in. I mean, this is a what we're talking about here. It's you know, at the end of the day, it it has to contribute to my business goals. So yeah. if you're going to a business, I think it would be it would be you know. Uh, irresponsible of you as a business owner to yourself not to do that amount of research and just do whatever you think you want to do and which at the end of the day may work well for some people but I would say that's far and few between yeah well and I was looking at some of the stats that uh, you've got in terms of one of your posts on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know what the numbers were and I'm not sure how much they've changed so you published a post in 2018 that said that there's 500 million users mm-hmm. on LinkedIn you know that's and 61 million are senior level influencers mm-hmm. so that's that's a huge audience it is now, it in is. terms of the per- the personal content, what's interesting was about six months ago, I changed the style of my email newsletter that I send out to my subscribers. I went from very technical teaching tactics to more personal and giving people a glimpse of my personal life and my family and the stuff that we were doing. But to your point, then tied it into uh, tied it into a teaching, and I knew it was a big risk because it's a big shift in the direction. And I expected that people would unsubscribe and uh, some people didn't like the content and they unsubscribe, which I was fine with. Mm-hmm. But what I noticed was the engagement way up, went way up and the, and the interaction and the personal notes I got from people because it was more relatable went up as well. Mm-hmm. So in terms of people getting started, you know, what would you say? So you've said, you know, don't, you know, spend more time doing research on your keywords and your content than uh, wondering what outfit to wear, or how nice your hair is <laughs> and get started. So... <laughs> But which, which is which is really funny because um, and I, you know, I don't know whether it's a guy thing so uh, or, or not, but, um, you know, I'm a techie, geeky guy. And, if, you know, I'm always looking for an excuse to buy a new tool or a new piece of equipment. And that can often slow people down. So, you know, is this 
something that people can start just using uh, using their mobile phone, using their iPhone or their um, their Galaxy or whatever they've got? Yeah, I mean, if you ask me, I'm guilty of that as well. I mean, um, you know, I, I I don't know. Like you say, it it could it could be a guy thing. I get I get seduced by wow, you know. Let's just look at this gimbal and let's look at this thing and that. <laughs> yeah, but the the yeah. truth is, I think any any serious uh, business people who wants to uh, get on this game, I think they should just start with whatever they have, right? Because along the way, you are you're definitely gonna find that some of the tools uh, outlive what you intend to do and that's where you can upgrade. So one of the things that I, I, I kind of made a promise to myself is if I'm going to buy a new piece of tool, unless one of the clients is paying for it, I'm not going to buy it out of my own pocket. So, so that's how I kind of acquire all this gear over the years and now I've got quite a fancy set of gear. But it, you know, it wasn't done like, one day, just sit down and Amazon.com and just go click at to cut. You know, no, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. And, and that's the way that I look at marketing tools as well. I mean, um, one of the things I do with all my clients is I have a testing budget mm. and that gives me an opportunity to test. So we have a baseline of what we're doing for them for advertising. We might take five or seven or 8% and test new stuff. But, you know, like you said, so that gives me an opportunity to test new techniques, new tactics, new media. While somebody else is paying for it, they receive the benefit of it. But long term, all my clients receive the benefit because now we're learning new new stuff and we have new tools in our toolbox. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what are you uh, most excited about in the next six to 12 months? I mean, there's uh, lots of stuff going on. You know, I really appreciate your work ethic for the research that you did and then just grinding out that year of, you know, not going out to produce revenue, but going out to figure out, um, you know, what do people want and how can I serve them? So what are you excited about? Yeah. So what I'm excited about is I am, well, first thing, I'm, I'm just so excited that I got access to the LinkedIn Live feature. So it's a feature that requires you to apply. So I, I know right now it's still very few people are aware of it because some people ask me like, is it a paid feature? Is it something that you pay to do? And all that stuff. So once and for all, you know, we, we, let's clear it on, 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 on your show itself. So first and foremost, anyone can apply for it, right? You do not have to have a premium account in order to apply for it. So anyone who has got a LinkedIn account can apply for it. So that's number one. Number two is you, you do have to apply for it. So LinkedIn is not just going to come to you and say, there you go, you know, you have the, the beta access to the LinkedIn Live feature. So you got to apply for it. And the next thing that you're going to do is just wait because, you know, unless you are a micro-influencer or an influencer, they probably reach out to you. But for me, you know, I waited for three months before I got access to the feature itself. And, and one other thing is that they, it was quite funny because I actually got access to the feature before I got the email. And someone I knew on LinkedIn actually got the email before she got the access. So it was quite funny. So anyways, <laughs> so in the email itself, it says that you have to at least do one live video every fortnight. Otherwise, you might lose that feature. So, so they really want to keep you on your toes, right? So it's not like I'm going to give it to you and then you, you, you do not use it, then they might take it away. So which is a little thing that, that I always tell my, my son, I say that, well, if you do not use that talent that God has given you, then he's going to take it away. 
<laughs> so, yeah. 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 I did. I, that was my favorite conversation with my kids. I said, you know, we, I have three kids and now I've got two grandkids. And it's like, we've all been blessed with different gifts and talents and their gifts. And, and so I would share the parable of the parable of the talents yeah. to use them or lose them. Don't, don't bury them and store them up, take the risk and go use them. And, and yeah, incre- increase your harvest. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. So anyone can apply, you need to apply for it and you just have to wait. Now, once you get the, the access, you, you, so it's a little different from uh, Facebook and Instagram, whereby you can directly broadcast live from the app on the mobile or broadcast directly from the, from the page when you're on the web. For LinkedIn, you actually have to use a third party tool to broadcast. And for that, you got to pay, right? So it's not exactly free to, to use. Of course, you, there are some free tools for you to use, but you know, it, there are limitations with all free tools, right? So, so yeah, I mean, this is a long answer to your short question. So what I'm really excited about is the live video because I think it's something that, you know, if you say videos scare people, I think live videos is going to be even scarier <laughs> because, you know, and everyone think like they are, say they are trained actors or speakers because, you know, once you have the camera, you can just go and speak whatever you want and it doesn't work that way. So even the most professional actors and singers and speakers, they have to rehearse, they have to warm up, they have to do all this thing to prepare themselves before they go on a show. And so, so what I always tell people is that, you know, you really need to do your research, you really need to prepare and, and it's even, you know, highly magnified on the live channel because people can tell if you are not well prepared. So that's what I'm really, really excited about in the next six months itself because I think it's going to dramatically change the way that I have been leveraging the platform to, to give not just myself, but also the people that I work with that extended uh, exposure, if you will. Yeah, so I think LinkedIn Live is something that I'm absolutely, absolutely going to invest my time and resources into in the next couple of months. And we'll see where it goes from there. Well, it's been interesting watching LinkedIn uh, transition and all the changes. I mean, you know, they're not, they don't get as much attention often as, you know, um, TikTok or Snapchat or whatever the new Mm -hmm. buzz is. It's just been, I just see it's just solid in the background and the business is building and there's more and more functionality. And uh, so it's going to take, I think it's going to take marketers some time to, to, like you said, to make that shift. I mean, what was that? What was, what are your questions you said was mindset. So, you know, can they get out of the mindset that um, just, you know, posting pictures is the way to use LinkedIn and understand they need to have engaging content and now move to video. Yeah. So uh, LinkedIn live. So you've been, um, how long have you been approved? You said you just got approved. Yeah, I just got approved. So I, if I remember correctly, I've only did three, uh, live shows. So the first one was, I was so excited. I mean, I was like a little boy, right? I saw, I saw, <laughs> I saw that I have access and I was like, okay, I'm not going to care. You know, I'm just going to jump into it and, and do my first live show. Yeah. And I'm just going to talk about how I, you know, my, my entire journey on LinkedIn, because cool. it's, it's such a fascinating story that I, I can never get tired of talking about it. You know, I'm not so sure about the people who are listening, but uh, I just enjoy talking about that whole journey because it's just so surreal. And then one of the live show, I actually feature a, a nonprofit here in Singapore because they had, uh, they, they put up a concert 
whereby they have uh, all these young children with you know disability putting up concerts. So you know you would think like certain people with certain disability would not be able to sing or to dance. But when I went to that concert, it would just blow me away. And and I knew that I had to feature this group of people because they are not getting that level of media exposure and that support that they ought to be getting. And so, you know, I just want to use it for a good cause. So that, 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 that was one of the videos that I did. That's amazing. So what, what's your plan moving forward then at LinkedIn? Are you going to do regular lives or what are you thinking? Yeah, so I'm going to do regular live. I just have not decided like what is the frequency it's going to be. Uh, once again, it's it's like back to 2018 where I'm going to do lots of experimentation. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's 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 yeah. what, uh, you know, this whole process would be. And the other thing was, uh, I'm actually I'm actually also collaborating with a few other LinkedIn live broadcasters. And one of the key things that we kind of make a pact was that we want to make sure that the whole, uh, that people are using LinkedIn Live in a way that it's beneficial to everybody in this community. Because could you imagine if everyone goes on live and they just broadcast things that are time wasteler or just promotional stuff or, you know, just things that are not relevant to what you should be putting up on LinkedIn, then it would make it. It would just ruin the entire platform itself. And and I, I, I you know, since I am one of the few people who have got debated access, I really want to be one of these people to kind of set the benchmark or set a standard for for what live, what kind of content you should put up for on the live uh, channel itself. Yeah, and so so that's what I'm gonna do. I'm definitely gonna do a lot more teaching because you know there's just just so much that I've been learning in the last couple of months, and I just want to teach. and And the best way that you learn is actually to teach, right? So that's one of the things that I'm gonna do. And of course, to showcase people who you know, in a way, to give the voice to the voiceless. So that's one of the, the other thing I want to do as well. Yeah. Well, that's really cool and good and good for you. Like you said, uh, I, I don't, you know, I don't have any doubt that people are going to take advantage of the platform and put all sorts of stuff up. But, you know, the audience will decide what's valuable and will follow the, you know, follow content producers and people that are giving like you are. And then the other people will just be tuned out because it's just more advertising noise and, and self-promotion. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to take a Tim Ferriss question. Now, I know that we're Gary Vee fans. I don't know if you're a Tim Ferriss fan as well. I, uh, borderline. Borderline. <laughs> <laughs> borderline. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the questions I liked in his book and uh, is that uh, what's some of the bad advice that you hear about what you do? So when people are talking about, hey, you know, I want to market on LinkedIn, um, what's the bad advice you hear? So the bad advice that I hear, and and this is contextual because I think if you asked me that question in 2018, my answers would have been different. So the bad advice that I hear these days on LinkedIn or you know on this platform itself is to be in the pod, right? So the pod, I mean, for those of us who are not familiar with what the pod is, is that you have a group of people who join come together and you know when you put a content you would kind of support each other's content and the whole purpose of it is try to leverage the algorithm so that the algorithm sees your post as being beneficial and then it serves that post to more people that's the whole idea behind that now nothing wrong with you know having a few group uh, uh having a few people who really 
enjoy and can benefit from your content to do that. Nothing wrong with that. But if we do that for the pure reason of just trying to game the algorithm, then, you know, at some point in time, especially in today's context, people would be able to tell whether, you know, the reason why their, their content is doing well, it's because they are engaging in the pod or not. So I would say one of the, one of the things that you really want to stay away from in 2019, it's to join an engagement pod. I mean, no offense to anyone who is in one. I just refuse to participate in one for, for the very reason I just said. So for those of you who are asking like, well, then how do I get people to pay attention to me? Because I'm putting out content, but no one is paying attention to me. And my, my response to that is that in 2019, I think putting out content is important. But leaving comments and leaving thoughtful comments is even more important. So I have a few people on my, who are my connections. They hardly post content, but every day when I you know, fire up the app, they are one of the first few people that I will see, their names. You know, they are one of the first few people that I will see. And the reason why I see the, them, it's because they comment on somebody else's post and, and quite often they leave either witty comments or, you know, useful comments or they ask a really great question or they're just being helpful and answering questions where other people have. And that kind of brings up their visibility. So, so I would say in 2019, the thing that one should really do is to leverage the comment function because that's how you get visibility in 2019. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I think you're the sec- only the second person I've heard that's mentioned that because if you look at, you know, if you look at the influencers or the people that you wanted to to build a relationship with and then you um, think of, you know, giving back to them in their community. So leaving a thoughtful comment or a, a good question, not a, you know, hey, you know, who should I use for this service? You know, I'm in this space type of self-promotion comment. Mm-hmm. It also raises your visibility to all the other people who follow those influencers, because I know when I, you know, when I go on to a LinkedIn and I see a post, um, I'll often scan through the questions and comments at the same time. So that's, like you said, that's, you know, exposure to uh, an audience that's already following a certain influencer. Yep, that's right. So two questions and I'll let you get back to your day. So first question is, who's one guest do you think I absolutely have to have on my podcast? Right, so one guest that you absolutely must have on your podcast I think the guy, well, let, let, let me make sure I get his name right. So, okay. So his name is Rob Balasabas. I think, I hope I didn't butcher his name. Uh, <laughs> his, I, I think his base are in Vancouver as well. Okay. Yeah. So, so why is he a great guy? It's because he is also very, very giving. He is also leveraging the platform to give to the community. Of course, we all know that uh, Rob works for this company called Thinkific, right? And Thinkific sells the uh, learning management system, uh, that web hosting uh, learning management system. But the thing is that because of his his you know his whole uh, makeup, his whole archetype, his whole uh, personality. Uh, Rob is one guy that you really, really want to get him on the show because he's able to give your audience so much value and and I'm sure he's going to be able to share with your audience 
you know, why creating an online course is probably one of the best thing that you can do if you have that knowledge, the experience and the expertise to teach people what you do best. So yeah, he, he will be one guy you should have on your show. Well, excellent. And it only took me like uh, 30 seconds to find him because uh, he's he's in your LinkedIn connections and we both are connected to him. So it's Rob and his last name is uh, B-A-L-A-S-A-B-A-S, uh, right. social media community. There we go. So we found him. So way to go, LinkedIn. Um, it's funny because I go to LinkedIn so often uh, when I'm searching for something. So for me, I also use LinkedIn as my buying guide. Mm. So if I'm looking for a service, I'll go search there first and I will look at my connections before often I'll go to Google looking for something. Right. Okay. So uh, last question, uh, where can people connect with you and learn more about what you do and how you may be able to help them or point them in the right direction to their, uh, their marketing journey? Right. So... I am on LinkedIn and my handle is uh, melvin.me and that's the same handle across all my social media channels. And the other place that they could find me, it's my company website and so that's bifinity.media and I'm giving the the website a, a revamp in the next couple of weeks. So that's something that uh, people will want to check out. Well, excellent. I just want to say thanks for uh, thanks for taking time today. I mean, I really appreciate you. My pleasure. And I'm so excited that we finally got a chance to connect because we've been talking on and off for a while. And I know uh, you've been uh, you've been busy and I've been busy, but uh, here we are. So I think you uh, left a lot of value for our listeners today. My pleasure. Thank you so much. So there you go, listeners. Um, you know, if you didn't get the uh, the, the feeling that uh, Melvin is a giving guy who's very, very smart at what he does, and just I just want to reassure you that, you know, I had a great connection with him. I really appreciate what he does for his business and how he's growing and, and how he put in the work. I mean, he didn't just go, you know, he's not just somebody who, who said, hey, I'm going to become a LinkedIn expert and put the name up. You know, he went out and he spent an entire year and produced 184 videos. So um, I'd suggest go over, take a look at his LinkedIn profile, check out his uh, company webpage and reach out to him. So uh, there's another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. I look forward to serving you on our next episode. That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting DougMorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's DougMorneau.com. Until next time, we look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.